Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, part two of our series on Race Don't Chase. And if you haven't listened to the first part, well, you know what to do. Go back to last week and listen to that first. Okay. Next on the list is know your budget every month. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, 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 I think we've already said it. We've already right. suggested yeah. it. So. But, but you know what? I, I find we do better in these things when we separate the interval or the timing or the duration from the actual behavior. But, but you're right. We're just highlighting the point we've already done. Budgets are usually managed monthly. That means every effective manager every month does not rely on their sense of the month. They don't rely on their gut about spending versus revenues. They don't assume that the month has 30 days because not all of them do. Um, <clears throat> they review in detail every line item. On the budget, every single one. Um, we don't have time in this cast to teach variances, but that's end up what, that's what you look at, right? Uh, what your spending was relative to your budgeted spending, actual versus budgeted. Create what's called variances, uh, and it's likely your firm will tell you all about every variance you have, and it really stinks to have someone else tell you about a variance you don't know about. Right. Well, we also have a thought on looking at it analytically versus as a snapshot. Yeah. Okay. A couple of things on on analytically. Um, If you're if you're if you're getting your budget report as a PDF file, you're getting the short end of the stick. And I'm amazed people accept this, right? Um, And and you ought to be doing something about it. There, There are two ways you can address that. One, build your own spreadsheet that follows the report. Okay, you could do that. Although. I, I, you know, you probably submitted your budget on a spreadsheet. So just go back and get that one, change the name from budget draft to budget operating and start keeping track of what comes into the PDF and put it into the file. That's a, you know, actually entering the data, reading the PDF. If in fact, they won't give you a file, they give you a PDF um, is a great way to get, to get the numbers in your head. And I, I talked to an executive once. He says, you know what? I'm putting it in the budget. He says, I've been doing this for years. My budget is like, 80 million. Um, <clears throat> I can't do all of it, but there are about 30 lines that I asked my admin, my finance admin to, 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 to let me do so I can get comfortable with them because I know when I tell my boss, the COO, that my number on this, which is something he's particularly interested in, it was X, he always is appreciative that he knows. I, I know what I'm doing. I have a business, and so I ought to know my costs. And knowing your cost is knowing the number on that cost line. Um, okay. The second thing you can do is, I mean, pretty simple, right? Go ask accounting or finance or whomever they are in your organization to send you a flipping spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah. When I see managers using calculators to figure the end of year and quarterly variances when they ought to be built in and just be simple formulas in a spreadsheet, I, I throw up a little bit in my mouth. I just, I feel, you know, like when we got all this computing power and really what we're doing is amassing PDFs and emails on our hard drives. Um, if you're really smart, find out what kind of beer or coffee or Danish or oatmeal or tchotchkes your accounting clerk likes, give them to him and get your darn report early and analyze it before your boss gets hers and make sure your report and analysis arrives on her desk before, with, or within an eyelash of when she gets her budget report. It can be done, folks. I've done it. And the second thing you can do analytically is develop charts from your budget. Show your variances and percentages in actual versus plan. Uh, 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 you know, um, 
I know, partner, we should all be as gifted as you, and we can see the little numbers dancing in our head in perfect 12-part harmony, but we're not. And, and here's the key. Even if we are able to see the numbers dance, our bosses may not be, and we need to be able to both see the data um, uh, and also share a visual representation of the data such that we can understand not only what the numbers are, but what they show to someone who doesn't have the ability to look at all the numbers themselves because there are eight or nine managers reporting to the director and the director can't see every single one of your lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm to, to be honest, I'm no different than you. And, and the numbers I remember well are the variances. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's how you manage the right? budget, right? I'm 2% yeah. to plan. I'm 3% to plan. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm amazed that I, I look at people, the reports and like, I said, where, where are your variances? Um, I don't know. I'm like, okay, build, build, build a form, build, build a form at your desk right now. Sit down, build a form, put a calculation in there. What's the variance of actual to plan? And, and, and by the way, if it's more than like 2%, make it red or <laughs> blue or green or something. You can do that in Excel, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you, you were, you were on the uh, roll there. Weren't you? <laughs> so, so let me get out of your way by saying, and now versus plan, you just made, yeah, you right, just right. made um, reference to it. Yeah. You, you totally know when I'm into a cast and, and, um, I'm stealing um, the next point from the outline in our in, in our previous point. Um, we've already said that you want to look at your numbers relative to plan. One simple technique we can share right now for a downturn is that if you are under plan, as you look at ways to cut spending, stay under plan. Um, in other words, don't 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 think that well. I, I've got a cushion here, so that's someplace I could spend a little bit more. Keep it well. If you're ten percent below plan, when you should be one percent below plan, don't close that gap. Stay ten percent below plan next month and the month after. Okay, uh, anything that's below the cut that you need to make, keep low. Don't 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 make it harder on yourself by expecting to cut other places more simply because you're going to spend more in one area. Right. And, and, and by the way, your, your boss's assumption is not that you are so all of a sudden going to increase your rate of spending and close that gap by yeah. 10%, right? I mean, that's not yeah. how people think about it. Well, okay. We do know there are government agencies that have to spend money at the end of the year or, or feel they have to spend money. Um, Oh yeah, but, I should have. Yeah, talking have, about that. Yeah. I should have made an exception for government. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it, um, Look, if you are at plan, then plan cuts to get to being under plan quickly, right? Uh, if you're over plan, require individual spending approval from you for all items in that line. Uh, and I don't, it's probably misleading. Um, nothing wrong with reviewing every budget expenditure that is, you know, it depends on scope, obviously, um, when you're in a market downturn, particularly from those managers who have shown that they can't bring their budgets, can't wrestle their budgets to a lower number. Um, when you ask them to. Right. Yeah. I think that, that even though this isn't a, a budgeting podcast, we're not teaching budgeting, we should say what we mean when we say versus plan. It's how much money you've spent relative to what we plan to spend when you got your budget approved. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and many of you might be surprised that monthly budget line items are figured using the magic of the rule of 12 meaning there are 12 months in the year, take your annual monies, divide by 12, and there's your monthly plan. Um, and, and we'll talk in the future about more effective ways to plan than that. And finally here, we recommend, we recommend knowing your budget versus company and industry, right? A little, so a little broader view of your budget just in this kind of insular look at, okay, here's my budget, 
here's my here's my plan. Here's what I'm spending. We're like we're thinking you ought to look a little further outside. Yeah, and and this is one of the hidden gems. The people that become executives um, learn this earlier that, than people who don't. The vast majorities of managers I know do not connect the learnings they do about the market, about the economy, with their day to day tasks. But this activity which is really assimilation of market forces into insight that drives business decisions is at the heart of what makes for great managers and really all executives. You simply can't read about the market, shake your head, tut tut, worry about your profit sharing, and then not turn that into decisions about approving expenditures. If you're reading about a softening of the market, you need to start going below plan. To that end, you've got to know where your industry is going, what it's doing, what your company is doing relative to your industry. Uh, you know, this is this is where we'll get sharp emails because we can't go through the ways you can get company and industry information in this cast without being five hours long. Um, we think most of you will figure it out, but for now, let's just start with setting up an industry stock ticker tracker or on some investing or some news website and leave it at that. M- more to come on this. Uh, our part, point here is that it's not enough to know that you're on budget and on plan. You need to know what the market is doing. And if the market is softening, you need to be below plan. Otherwise, you'll be making bigger cuts later. People don't mind cuts if they're small and they understand them and you, un- you help them understand why you're doing it and, and uh, why they're the size they are. The bigger the cuts, the more sleep you lose and the more sleep other people lose. Yeah. And we all know that we're all about you getting more sleep here at Manager Tools. That's there you go. That's what we yeah. do. Okay. Right. Okay. Next is plan your budget cuts. Right. Okay. So this is all right. First, you got to know your budget. And then the next thing is, okay, plan your budget cuts. Um, either when you get word from your boss, too late. Okay. Too late. When you get word from your boss, you should know it in advance. But okay, if in fact you do, you got to change. Okay, fine. Or when you see the market softening, way to go, right? You're going to have to make cuts. If you've been doing your analysis, if you've been doing your study, if you know, if you've been doing your knowing, so to speak, not just sensing, not just feeling, but knowing where the dollars are, um, you'll know where you're over or under plan. Then you're always going to have a sense for where you can start trimming. Right. And our first tip here is faster than the market. We're, we're referring, of course, to the idea that managers around you, most, notice, no, most noticeably your boss, right, may be falling into the old trap of chasing revenues down their sl- slide rather than racing them down. And yeah, again, this is, again, this yeah, is this the whole race, race don't chase, right? Yeah. It, it does sound funny, but it really is a race to the bottom, right? I mean, it's head for the bottom. It's fast. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but the analogy that stupidly comes to mind for me is a submarine dive, 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 right? <laughs> um, there, there's depth charges in the water. We need to get we need to get deep fast. The whole problem with market intelligence at this point <clears throat> is that it leads us to track to it rather than to think about profitability by getting in front of it. If you know the market that when the rumors start flying about budget cuts, about softening, about tightening, you know what to do. 
anticipate what your boss will ask for, read in advance what you think the market is saying, and get there now. If you're in doubt about 2 or 3%, choose 5% and find that amount of cuts. Even, even going further, if you think you're going to get a 2% thing, well, what would be hard, in fact, about having a separate budget, just another sheet in an Excel spreadsheet, which has, which basically says, here's what my budget would look like 5% smaller. Or here's what my budget would look like in the five biggest spending areas, 5% smaller, right? right? The variable spending that we have. Right. And right. having that before your boss right. asked for it. They have, being a little proactive. You, do you know anybody who's ever done that? I think I know you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, mean, be, how hard, I mean, it's just, it's just using the power of Excel or any spreadsheet to do a what if, right? Right. Like, look, look I, 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 a good example, folks, if you're in an upturn, uh, within the next couple of years, there's a good chance you're going to be in a downturn. So put a separate sheet behind the, the, your primary budget sheet and your spreadsheet and say, this is what my budget looks like with the top five variable costs being cut by 5%. And then you know the numbers. And when your boss says, I wonder what would happen if we cut things by 5%. And you say, well, if I cut my top things um, 5%, there are six of them, um, my budget would be this much less. I, 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 could, I could get you savings of X. Here's the ramifications of it. Right, exactly. And that's the beauty of having done it before. And you can say, okay, I'm going to cut my training budget by 5%. Okay, and here's what's going to happen. Here's the commitments we won't be able to meet that we could. Or better yet, here's how I'm going to mitigate those risks. Here are the risks and here's my mitigation plan. Okay, let's be clear. We're going to have a cast on mitigation versus here's what I can't do. You know, and this is classic from IT managers. Well, that just means we can't do this project. No, what it means is everybody's going to have to be more productive, Right. Uh, okay, fine. I, I, <clears throat> I won't send them to training on X. I'll do the training myself, right? It'll take me an extra half an hour a week, but I can do it. And that'll save me a couple thousand dollars. So, Right, yeah. And there's a difference between saying I can't do it and risks will increase. Yeah, exactly. Right, in a downturn, you, you might be more comfortable. You might be comfortable with risk. The, the yeah. idea that I'm not going to do it is a different animal entirely. Okay. Again, we're, we're, we're stealing from the next point, though, which yeah, is yeah. more than your boss wants. Yeah, stop getting ahead. Yeah. Come on. Too many bosses will be happy to help you chase the market to the bottom. We just said that, right? We can't say, because we don't know your boss, whether you'll be required to decrease your reductions or whether they'll be impressed by your budget management skills. Be ready to hew to the market rather than to what your boss says is the new market, which just happens to be the current market. Pick a number based on your analysis and hit that, even if it's higher than what your boss wants. Okay. Now, what about considering presenting multiple options? I mean, it seems kind of obvious, but any, any oh, thoughts? I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I, I I think when we say that, if I said that at a cocktail party, we will say, well, yeah, I do multiple options. I, I say I can cut my budget 1%. The boss says, I said three. And so I go back to him again, and I give him two. And he comes back and says, no, I said three. And so finally, I get to three. But during that whole time, I'm thinking about nothing but budgets for two weeks, and I finally get there. There's multiple options. Okay. Yeah. That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't know what everybody's going to face in terms of their boss, but we've seen it too often. The boss following orders says cut X percent, but the market savvy direct knows the number should really be X plus 3%. Um, in this case, don't just shove your superior knowledge in your boss's face. Present him with two options, the lower and the higher. And there's another situation where you feel that the area that ought to be cut the most is in, say, travel. I'm making that up. But your boss thinks it should be printing. Again, totally made up categories here. He's probably applying a blanket focus on travel, which is dumb often, but okay. Maybe he's gotten guidance. 
But now you've got to work up two sets of numbers, one where travel gets cut and one where printing gets cut. But don't present only one that meets the number. Make sure both do. And the process of going through preparing this helps you look at what your expenditures would have been. And if it's August and you're having a downturn and and you need to say, okay, well, can I cut spending in this area or not? Look at what your spending was for January through July and ask yourself, how are we better or not because of that? And could we have gotten rid of some of this variable spending? And if we could have, say, well, okay, I can I can do without that. I can gut this a lot. Maybe you meet the primary category that your boss wants, but there's other cuts that you can make as well. And you believe you as manager can change your behaviors and mitigate the risk that comes from not spending the money that the original profit uh, uh, margins that the company produced for Wall Street or or investors um, were based on. Right. Okay. So our next point, is it safe to say that we've already covered knowing where the cuts are expected? Yeah, I think. um, Look, this means to know what your boss is looking for, but also what historically tends to go first when budgets are cut. Look, how do you find out? You you could ask the budget clerk or even a, a, a a budget manager, you know, an accounting manager, um, finance person. Um, a- ask them, ask a peer manager with more experience than you. And, and finally, if you still haven't gotten any good answers, yeah, sure, ask your boss if there are any areas that most more traditionally tend to fall quickly. Like, hey, look, I could use some guidance. Where, where do you think the top three areas that I ought to be looking at are um, before, I, before I recommend three things that you think are unimportant? Right. Well, that leads us to our next one, which is I, I wonder if a, if a lot of listeners have been waiting for this next bullet, which is where to look? Where do you look? Yeah, I, I hope they have been. Look, I'm, I'm sure I'll be the devil for a few weeks, but folks, you always start with personnel. <laughs> um, it's it's really easy. That's, that's Wait, where that's, the costs are. That's not what right? people wanted to hear, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Well, look, it's like it's like the person who is inebriated after uh, you know, comes out of the comes out of the bar and he's drunk and he's looking for his keys underneath the, the one light in the parking lot. And the, the cop says, are you are you having trouble? Yeah, I lost my keys. Where'd you lose them? Oh, I lost them over there. Why are you looking over here? Because the light is better. Right. 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 Um, yeah. You, you go where the costs are. When it comes to personnel, um, the biggest, it's not always true, but it's almost always true. It's a managed aphorism that the co- the biggest cost is always labor. Right. Um, w- when it comes to personnel, the first thing you got to do is a hiring freeze. It, I mean, Look, if budgets are in trouble and and you've got a, a planned hire or an open rack, you may need to close that rack. And I know that sounds terrible and you fought for that rack and it's terrible and so on. We'll talk about how to mitigate that another time, but you've yeah. got to have that well, on the table. Right. Well, that's a lot lot better than having to lay somebody off. Assuming I mean, We're going to assume for a second here that you're doing your job and those folks who should not be there are not there. Um, probably not true, but okay, we'll, right. we'll assume that. And, and here's, you know, here's one of the advantages of getting ahead of it. If you're in the race versus chasing to the bottom, you're already projecting where you're going to be. You're already projecting what your co- cost cuts are going to have to be a month, right. two months, three months, there six you go. months from now. And right. so now you see those opportunities to cut costs before they even occur. Right. Yeah, your next if your next month budget has spending for a future hire because you have a rack, right? Not hiring that candidate takes that spending off the budget, and immediately it's a cut cost for the future. Even if you haven't spent it this month, it helps next month's profitability because that month's salaries are not included in your budget. Yeah, exactly, and surely you're going to suggest termination in some cases as well, right? 
Yeah, I, I don't have to. You yeah. just did. <laughs> um, yeah, we are. Um, now, look, we, we can have a long discussion about layoffs or just proof that management did a poor job of forecasting. And it's man- layoffs are management's fault every single time. And when you terminate someone because of market downturns, uh, it, it proves that you and others didn't manage your budgets well. And the first time you do it, you you tell yourself, I'm never, ever going to hire again unless I really, really need it. Because now I realize I could have probably gotten along without this person. And now I have to do the hardest thing managers do, which is to terminate people. Um, and And yet... Be- just because you made a bad choice in hiring them, even if they were good, because you now realize the market can't sustain the the, the the labor costs that you have incurred over time. Just because you made a bad cost doesn't bad decision doesn't mean you get to ignore that bad decision and say, "But I'm not going to terminate them." I mean, you may find another way to save the money. I'm not. We're not suggesting that. It's not always a case where you have to get have to lay people off or terminate them. Um, but it, it does happen, and it is a responsibility for managers. And the fact that you made a bad decision in the past doesn't uh, doesn't uh, obviate your need to make a different decision now. Right. Um, you review all costs. You look hard at the savings that could be won by cutting low performers. Now, look, we, I believe we can say this because we have spent years talking about it's all about people. Um and and I'm sure we'll get some some not nice mail because oh my gosh I can't believe you'd said that you say that but the company has to keep going and and if they work for you and you are thinking about cutting them and you haven't done the hard work of coaching them of developing them of giving them feedback we we can't change that today um, we're not suggesting that management is easy we never suggested it was easy um, sometimes you have to make hard decisions. Um, again, we hope you've done your due diligence. We hope you have a long history of documenting their failures and, and coaching them and them failing to be coached and repeated feedback and so on. And yet, if you don't, regrettably, you may be asked to offer someone up without having prepared them. And that feels like miserable. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I hope folks don't feel good about yeah. that. Yeah, we hope. We hope you do feel miserable if you haven't done your hard work. And then there's a downturn and you realize, gosh, the right thing for me to do here is to get rid of somebody. I don't mean that sounds crass. Get rid of them. We, to ask them to leave, right? Um, and it's your fault. But look, some other areas to look at, development costs, travel costs, contracts and payments, slowing payments down, delaying additional services. Look at all your contracts and see what the payment terms are and those kind of things. Right. And you know your budget line by line. You know every amount. You know the history. You know your variances. So if you're the smart manager, you'll know where to cut when you need yeah. to. But if you haven't been right. tracking it the entire time, now, now you get a little bit more difficult situation. Right. Okay. Good. So Okay. So let's get on to our last recommendation, which is... Report your budget, which I, I assume simply means just send it to your boss in an email and forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's what all the bosses want, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then the boss does a stupid thing. He gets all the emails in by noon. And then at the end of the day, has them all printed out and bound up and then sits at his desk at 530 or 6 o'clock. There you go. And in, Inside and baseball. He's once again. completely brain dead, completely brain dead after a long day. And you're not there to talk to him about it. And he's not really... In a, in a mood to right, and he, and he, he and surely understands all your recommendations and and why. Yeah, he and does. Will blindly follow them. Right. That's the way it works. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's um it's management nirvana. Actually, there I think the land yeah. of milk and honey. Um, I, yeah, I probably could have named this this more effectively. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to keep the this the 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 parallelism of know your budget, plan your budget, report your budget. It's your budget. It's yours. Um, don't deny it. 
um, budgets have power and they confer power to you. And that means obligation as well. Um, what we mean here is that your budget is both a series of figures which add up and a perception of your management acumen and professionalism. The first, right, happens on, based on your day-to-day management, um, which is the series of figures, and care and oversight of spending and changes and variances. The latter, though, right, the perception, is very seriously influenced by the look and feel of how you report on your budget and its status. All efforts you take to make your budget look good. I'm not trying, I'm not suggesting faking the numbers or putting together a chart that misrepresents or misleads, but any effort you take to make your budget look good in terms of how you report it to your boss, charts, explanations, slides that are clear and brief, no illegible or unintelligible small print. All of this goes into the perception that your budget is well managed even when the two really, frankly, have nothing to do with one another, because you could just be putting, you know, lipstick on a pig. Right. Um, but 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 believe me, people draw conclusions right. about it. And nothing we're talking about here suggests that we think that you ought not to follow procedures within the company. I mean, we 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 believe the opposite, yeah. right? You you ought to follow procedures. Yeah, we recommend you follow procedures, and, and, and some people will say, well, I can't do what you're asking me to do because the procedures say this and this and this. No, follow the procedures and then figure out how you can still do this. Um, if you discover the only one, if you discover you're the only one who knows race don't chase, don't suddenly act as if you've got your own way of doing things. Talk to your peer, talk to the accounting clerk, accounting clerk find out what the processes are about budget reviews, right? If need be, ask your boss what the next steps are. This stuff is important enough to both profit and to your career that we highly recommend you schedule time on your calendar to accomplish all of this. Your budget review, your presentation preparation, rehearsal for it, and so on, so that when you when your boss sees your budget, you are there to explain it. Don't just email your budget to your boss and act as if, okay, I'm done. Spend time, sit down. Analyze it, prepare the presentation, rehearse the presentation, and then be ready to walk your boss through I it. I thought this was one of those things that was so important that actually it was the one exception to the schedule your priorities rule. Yeah. So I actually have to schedule. Okay. Okay, good. I, I yeah. learned something today. All right. Yeah, and, and, and I guess I guess the subtle point we're making here is we, we not only believe it's important enough to schedule your priority of analyzing your budget and knowing your numbers, we believe it's important enough to schedule time to make it look good, to prepare the presentation, because the presentation makes a difference when it comes to budgets. And too many people email them to their boss, their boss looks at it cursorily and says, okay, here's what I'm going to do, because it's easier for the boss to do the math. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want yeah. to do that. I think even more directly... Your 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 budget to your boss is the presentation, and so you better you're, yes. you're making a present. I think it's a good distinction. You're making a presentation. You're not sending in a budget. You're presenting on it. It's a, it's a subtle go. but important distinction. I think you're right. You're totally good. right. Okay. And next is uh, show your cuts. Yeah, but we we're oversimplifying. I apologize. I'm oversimplifying. I say we. <laughs> we're over. I'm oversimplifying. Um, you create a presentation. Obviously, we would provide some sort of template, but it's totally dependent upon the procedures your firm uses. Um, you create a presentation which shows both your budget as is and what changes you are proposing and what the savings will be. 
If your number is bigger than the boss asked for in terms of cuts, be prepared to be asked how you're going to achieve it and have clear ideas about how you can manage through the losses of resources. It might be internal training rather than external training. It might be a realigning of tasks. It might be delaying a new initiative by three months. It might be um, you becoming more involved in a particular area and, and reassessing some things. Be clear. Connect those activities to your goal numerically, numerically arithmetically, and behaviorally. Good. And our, our final point here, which, God, I hope would be obvious, but it, ne- it never is. And, and so we'll right. talk about it, which is, for Pete's sake, be discreet. Yeah, man. Managers walk out of their offices all the time with budgets strewn all over their desks. When are we going to learn that if it isn't budget season, and everyone knows when that is once a year, then budgets strewn around your desk is a bad sign. It's stupid, but why do we only look at budgets in a downturn? Uh, Okay, it's not stupid. It's easy. Profits, right? Um, But you've got an obligation to the company to keep this information confidential. Schedule time for your budget reviews and close your door. If you don't have a door, be careful about being in and out of your office. Say no to interruptions. Boy, budgets are something that, that... multitasking uh, absolutely does not agree with um, or, or uh, uh, let's put it differently but budgets don't agree with multitasking rather than the other way around right um, and, and you have got to avoid being interrupted in such a way that your resumption costs are become enormous to get back into the details of the numbers I can do the math but I'll tell you when I'm interrupted and I'm in the middle of a spreadsheet it takes me you know, five minutes to get back into it and to have all the all the dancing that's going on on the spreadsheet come to life again. Um, um, say no to interruptions. Turn off your phone. We're not going to tell you to do them at home. Your family comes first, and there's always data missing that you want or or operational information that supports the data that's missing when you want it. Um, you don't talk about it. You put the documents away. Um, and finally, a, a politically savvy point, whatever you do, don't you dare, and we've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again, don't you dare just send documents to your boss. Get time on her calendar, present your plans and your changes and the resultant bottom line. Sending a file over with a good number at the bottom doesn't do you justice, makes your numbers just like everybody else's, which is to say without clarity, without insight, without foresight, and quite frankly, hey, why is he sending me five when I only asked for two in terms of cuts? Suddenly, race don't chase makes you look stupid rather than smart. Uh, This is not a race to be smarter than your boss. You don't want to go around proving to your boss you're smarter than him, um, but you can be more effective. Fight for time to present with your boss discreetly. Um, and discuss with your boss, all the while keeping your mouth shut about it, particularly to your directs. If somebody asks, if you're not comfortable saying no to questions about whether you're working on the budget, then say no comment. I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I can go on and on about discretion and so on. That's not to say that you're not getting input from your directs. That's great. We love that. And it's not to say that they won't know some of the things you're doing. And yet, when it comes time, um, there are some things you probably can't discuss. Um, and you have to be willing to say, sorry, no comment. So, uh, too long. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, long, but, but God, incredibly valuable. So, I hope folks got a lot out of that. Um, so, let's, let's wrap it up. 
points we covered. Race, don't chase, define. So we, we defined what that, that was. Right. We had a, a key disclaimer, which is that this cast is not about budgets per se. Uh, much more to come in the future. And we decided that it's it's at least 28, maybe 30 over the next 10 years. <laughs> there you go. Know your budget, line by line, by month, actual versus plan across both company and industry. We say know your budget, know it thoroughly. Plan your budget cuts faster than the market, more than your boss wants, multiple options, and then report your budget, your budget in person. The presentation right. is critical. It, it, it's a little, it, it, there's a dog and pony show happening here and it's, and it's worthwhile that you be the one giving it. Yeah. Don't, don't leave yep. acceptance of your proposed budget to chance. Do yourself right. a favor. Make a right. presentation. Okay. Awesome. My friend. Thanks partner. Alrighty. We'll see you. Well, folks, that concludes our discussion on Race Don't Chase. Let us know what you think on the discussion forums. Before I go, though, a quick reminder, voting for the podcast awards is going on right now. You can vote every day at www.podcastawards.com. Do all of your favorite podcasts a favor and go over and vote and vote often. And for those joining us at the Atlanta Effective Manager Conference November 11th through 12th, check your email for some material to review prior to the conference. It's there waiting for you. If you're not joining us and wish to, we still have room. Head over to manager-tools.com for details on how to sign up. Again, that's November 11th and 12th in Atlanta, Georgia. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. So long.